every drama you watch is very culture heavy you know there's there's no drama without the culture so yeah, the food yeah. the culture the family angle is all part of every drama so you learn so much about it um yeah. through watching k dramas which i think It doesn't happen in any other, you know, uh, content. Yeah, probably that I've this is the kind of content, only kind of content we want to go to Korea. We want to experience those yeah, things. Yeah, like I want to I... go to that karaoke night, uh, whatever you <laughs> they call it. Today's episode is with someone who's amongst the first generation of YouTubers in India, Sherry Shroff. Sherry and I spoke today about a common love for Korean content and why is it resonating among so many people in India. Sherry, welcome to questions I wanted to ask. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. So glad we could do this. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, we've been planning this for very very long time. So, I'm so glad we could do this today. How are you? How are you feeling now? I'm good. I'm I'm back to normal now, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I feel like July is the month where I get sick every year. So I'm, I was kind of predicting what I was just like, what disease is going to be this year? Oh uh, for the last four years, I've had something in July. So I was like, okay, it's malaria. Got it. Done. We're okay now. So all good. You you're up and up and running now. Back yeah, to creating back content. Yeah, back to normal. Yeah, back to creating content. Back to dog walks. Back to everything. <laughs> But tell me how's how's been this uh, entire like you know did you actually take a break from creating content during when you were not well or you were just uh, so when I had malaria I did I think for a, a week or so but um, yeah otherwise uh, not much I mean I'm kind of used to uh, like I mean I don't pre-shoot content so most of my content is shot and goes up in a day or two at best. So uh, whenever I get sick or something randomly happens, then there's nothing because I've obviously not pre-shot that much. I best have like a video or, or a couple of videos lined up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm cool to take breaks when I don't feel up to it, or uh, I feel like my audience gets that. And I, whenever I, I'm unable to post, I'm honest with people saying, you know, guys, I need a break, or I'm I'm doing this, or this is what's happening. And uh, everyone seems to be very understanding about it. So. interesting so is this is like also one of your ways through which you cut off from the the world of internet and kind of go into your own world mm-hmm. when you take these breaks i mean it's cut off from the internet i feel media i am watching something streaming online mm-hmm. uh, so you're never really offline per se like there's always like something happening uh but yeah i do now um, tend to take longer breaks like when i do a break i'm just like okay let's not obsess over like social media or you know uh, also i i think uh, over the last few years stopped like going into like my phone constantly like when you piece of like post a piece of content to keep checking or oh, how many views how many likes you know like yeah. initially you do that then i stop and then i don't look at it for a few hours or you know till the next day because i'm like whatever's going to happen is going to happen and um, then kind of engage with the comments later or whenever at one point but i'm not like obsessive about anything i put out um, i put it out and i'm like okay it's out there it's done um, was it like a so, yeah, trained I mean, ex-, ex sorry was it like a trained exercise for you to not go back to that just um, once I you mean, put it in it was a real realization at some point because i think everybody goes through it creator otherwise you know you post yeah. a picture and you tend to see how many likes are there let me refresh let me refresh let me refresh and um, after a point i started realizing that you know people are matching their self worth to the number of likes or the number of followers or the number of 
uh, you know uh, engagements we get on a content piece which is crazy because we used to start thinking uh, like for example if i posted a video um, uh, of if i post a selfie of my face and it got like 100 likes versus i posted a, a picture of a bag and it got 200 likes i started valuing this thing oh this didn't do really well and i'm like that's my face i'm talking about there and you know valuing that versus just an algo uh, people seeing it at a particular time etc etc and i was like that's so unhealthy that you know uh, we are all doing that um and i kind of stopped doing that it's hard yes and obviously there are times you go back to it and you need to remind yourself and be like no no it's just fine it's fine some content pieces will do well some won't for whatever reason and um, you have to stop like kind of valuing yourself as a creator or as an individual uh, basis you know what you get on social media or otherwise It's interesting because you know someone like you uh, who's who's literally started it all right you're like one of the first creators that we saw was creating content around beauty and fashion and you know everything right. else that 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 you enjoyed uh, has now kind of taken taken this as a more steady process and you still don't have like a large large team you do it all on your own right Yeah, uh, pretty much. I mean, I have someone much. who helps me edit, but um, otherwise, yeah, pretty much on my own. And yeah. I have someone that manages my brand collabs, but not on a day-to-day basis. Like my day-to-day shooting and stuff is all is still you, right? You don't have a team who comes and <laughs> setups and you know gives you ideas and all of that stuff. This right. is all you, which is interesting because you know in in that in that rut of all everybody trying to create lots of content, what we don't what we forget is that the essence goes away when. you know right. when you as a creator move away uh and in fact that's that's you know when i thought of you and i want really wanted you to come on the podcast i was like i have two things on my mind i want to talk about you know why you're not in that hurry of creating content right right and why it's very important for you to keep going back to who you are and secondly you have suddenly taken this new uh you know passion or whatever i don't know whether you call it hobby or there's this fun thing that you have taken up on yourself which is called k drama and you're talking yeah. about it and i was like these are two different topics but i've really got to this thing and you know when we spoke i i realized that you've already spoken so much about content so for my viewers and for for people who are hearing this i really wanted to divert to the the korean drama mystery right. and what is all this about uh so Okay, when when did you start watching Korean dramas? So it was during the pandemic last year. Um, I think around May June, so about a year ago. Um, and I I remember, you know, we were all in the first lockdown um, phase where we watched a lot of content, right? Because initially everybody was like, okay, this is gonna last ten days or like two weeks or whatever. And um, so I think in like March April, I went like crazy watching a lot of content online, and then um, I was kind of out of content. in may june like nothing exciting was on like you know streaming platforms for me because i had watched so much content and uh, one of my closest friends um for like i think a month or two before this she was watching crash landing on you and she kept talking about it and saying you know i'm watching this korean show and uh, it's amazing and i i can't wake up in the morning because i'm up till 2 and well, like what's this obsession with this show and like you know whatever and we used to make fun of her and mock her like cuz it's three of us in a group and me and um like my other friend used to be like oh god now she's going to watch a korean drama she won't hang out with us on a zoom call and stuff like that and um we made so much fun of her and then uh, at this point when i had no- nothing to watch i was like chalo you know this thing was popping up on my netflix and i was like oh why don't i give this show a shot since she said it's so amazing and whatever you know let's see 
Yeah. And I started watching it, and then there's just been What no turning back. Uh, Which was the first crash show? Crash landing on crash you. Landing. Okay. Um, and I think well into like I think the second or third episode is when I was like, oh my god, I called my friend. I was like, I'm really sorry, I made fun of you, but this is like gold. Like, how did I not do this earlier? And why did I not do this earlier? And she was like, see, I told you, and I was like, yeah, it's like a whole new world. And um, since then, I think there's not been a break from K drama. Like I have gone from drama to drama to drama to drama to drama. There's just been no like you know escape. Uh, and yeah. then I think around um, September last year, I started uh, Sherry's K drama club, which is yes. a close Facebook group with uh, K drama enthusiasts talking about dramas and all things Korean. I'm part of it. <laughs> and uh, it's just uh, my little world of you know like. Um, it's it's crazy because it's i've i've traveled the world luckily with my job and even otherwise and i've yeah. just never felt the kind of connection to a culture and country that i have to like with korea korea drama yeah. it's it's insane you know i think i did a panel even with the hindu where they were discussing uh, the hallyu wave and the pandemic and um, you know we had people from different uh, walks of life discussing different areas and i was discussing k drama and it was amazing to hear everybody like whether you're a chef and you know you're obsessed with korean food whether you're someone like me that's obsessed with k drama or someone else that's you know obsessed with some uh, with k beauty the passion is so real and it's become such a uh, cultural obsession not just obsession. you know product based or like like i've watched other shows i've watched spanish shows i've watched uh but it's not like i've gone gone so deep into the culture that i'm like okay you know or the language um yeah Yeah, it's just like the whole world. You get so absorbed into it, and then there's just no escape. Like, I mean, I, it's it's like now I barely watch English content. Like, I think over the last year I've watched I don't know how many K dramas I've lost count, but um, like now I watch like three four dramas at one time. Like that's the space I'm in. So, uh, so yeah, I mean that's how it started, and that's how it's going. <laughs> but tell me something. Um, you know. Uh, because you you were talking about the cultural similarities right uh i i interestingly of course there's similarities and in those similarities i also found something very interesting which in my head otherwise it was you know not there was the social stigmas right, right? uh the kind of social stigmas our society or indian society has they experience pretty much the same right. thing like the first show that i watched was something in the rain and it was about uh, this girl who's a slightly yeah. older in her 35s you know in in that that bracket and that pressure of getting married and then she falls in love with a younger guy uh, it's the same social stigmas and her mother <laughs> and the mother <laughs> you know, yeah. I, i don't think i will ever forget that character character Like yeah. you know, like like I was so angry, like watching her. I was like, "Oh my God, stop beating your daughter!" Like in my head, I was like, "You know, it's just so crazy." Where you're like, um, but yeah. So as you said, there are so many similarities, and I think that is part of the obsession because uh, I feel like we connect to it. Like there's such a like you know we're so different yet so similar at some level where you realize like even they say. uh amman appa which of course like even we say yeah. amman you know appa here and it's so it's much of drama similar uh, the removing of the shoes and wearing house chappals which is again something i do at home so and i've always done that so i was like oh my god it's not just me like they do it too or even like uh, you know just in general the whole outlook as you said living with your parents in your 30s yeah. which 
uh, is in the rest of the world you don't see it as such a common feature right like where here yeah. it's very normal uh, so that yeah. whole family life the whole parental involvement in a child's life even when they're an adult and the say they have and all of those things i think added to um, the whole attraction for uh, indians because our cultures are very similar similar they're different uh there's that similarity for sure and i think for me even the food like i just love the food like i feel like uh you know this and what i love is the every drama you watch is very culture heavy you know there's there's no drama without the culture so the yeah, food yeah. the culture the family angle is all part of every drama so you learn so much about it um yeah. through watching k dramas which i think it doesn't happen in any other you know uh, content yeah, probably that i watch this is the kind of content only kind of content we want to go to korea we want to experience those yeah, things like i want to I, go to that karaoke night uh, whatever you <laughs> they call it i want to live in a tiny little apartment with that little keypad lock <laughs> yeah yeah but then, know, like everything w- seems to look like so interesting yeah 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 i mean i would say all the aspects of our societal construct right uh, are similar to theirs including the stigmas except the part that the aesthetics is very different in our content versus they are really really beautiful most of them right right uh, tell me you know because we are talking about stigmas and all why do you think uh, you know they i mean they are a much developed country as compared to us why do you think they still have similar stigmas as us I think it's also this what's culturally appropriate right like so I think when you look at a culture and you say this is part of our culture a lot of things are accepted as because it's mm. part of the culture and not about mm. modernization or development um as a nation or how we are so I mean mm. even today I think even in India where we are uh, <coughs> so many of us are talking about you know um women's issues and uh, which we weren't doing 10 years ago Um, yeah. I think it's similar there, where you see like a lot of K dramas now are focusing on actual real life issues, where they're trying to highlight them. There are dramas with messaging as well uh, to kind of showcase that okay, this is okay or this is the right way to do things. And yeah. um, I think it's all you know part of the process of growth. But I think uh, what we see is obviously a very limited world, right? Like I mean, we assume it's like anyone watching Bollywood movies and thinking that's how. every indian lives i mean that's obviously the wrong way to look at it i mean this is a bit yeah. of a fantasy world because i've been to seoul twice and without k drama i never saw most of these things uh, <laughs> in the sense of you know like it wasn't so like it was just like uh, it was a lovely city and i had a great time but i mean like the k drama world is obviously a bit of fantasy and a bit of uh, what people want to see as well the right? nicer parts uh, of it nice and also even i think everything is either extreme so it's not like uh, you it, like when you go to seoul it's it is a, a regular modern city like any other modern city and you will not uh, feel like oh you know i i never noticed this uh, people taking off their shoes or any of these things obviously because i never went to anyone's house but uh, i think it's just uh, I think what we're seeing in today's world um, may not be what you know we are looking at in K dramas a lot of times, and I've watched a lot of these videos online of uh, actual Koreans reacting to K dramas, or you know, like when I started getting into the K drama world, I was like, oh, 
are all Korean men like this because this is unreal. Like, I mean, where are they? like who's who's making these videos or or these shows? Because if they are a species like this, then like this should be marketing. Do you know? Do you know the actual statistics? Uh, I read somewhere that ninety percent of the writers on Korean are drama are women. Everything, yeah, exactly. That is exactly why. So that that's what I mean. That. it's all a bit of fantasy at some level and when you see yeah. real people reacting or even when you see like if you google uh, like you know uh, koreans reacting to k dramas or what korean men think of k dramas they all say no we don't behave like this it's not real so yeah. i mean i think it's obviously that um, that build up that fantasy that everybody wants uh, and you know it's such a beautiful world that you don't want a reality or like happy to live in that little bubble of yours where everything is perfect and you know the oppa is going to save the day and uh, you're like just like oh there's no one like this person you know which is how you feel after every drama right like i yeah. she thought i was obsessed with only hyun bin and now i mean i'm obsessed mm-hmm. with like 20 Like lead Korean actors, because every time I watch a drama, I'm like, oh my god, he's so good. Oh my god, he's so good. And that's because that's how their characters are framed for us to like fall in love with them. Um, yeah. So I think you know that there's obviously a formula, and the formula works really well uh, <laughs> with women across the board, not just Korean <laughs> women. So I think. Uh, it's it's important to note that it is a bit of fantasy obviously when you're when you're watching it and when you're absorbed in it in some beautiful world uh, yeah. and a nice escape to kind of reality uh, but it's all like it's important to note that it's just a show at the end of the day but you know what's interesting is that uh, even the korean dramas which were actually running on television uh didn't have as much intimacy like they would take like an entire season right. to get that yeah. one get to that one kiss or you know whatever how so hand holding was like uh, episode 4 5 kiss was like episode 8 9 yeah and then wahan tak and then you know the same yeah. thing go music a jata hai you yeah. start showing the moon and the sun and you know that kind of a thing but what's interesting is netflix has taken it like to the next yeah. level right uh because it's ott now so you can show to whatever extent the intimacy yeah. or whatever i mean and that's the reason i think we are constantly yeah. getting glued to kind of that content also because the intimacy level in those shows is slightly more higher or i would say adult or whatever the right term is no but i think it's actually the opposite you know i think like the non like sexual angle is what people loved about it because i think that excitement and innocence pressure. of those shows yeah. was so different right the build up is so strong like i remember in crash landing on you like only. when that <laughs> When that first kiss happens, it was like I was like, "Oh my God, God!" Finally, like it was like almost like you know, like we've all waited for this. Like we're all rooting for this. So I think that build up, which happens in so many shows, um, gets it more exciting for viewers to be like, "Okay," as opposed to them like, uh, like nevertheless, which is the new show, like right now, which is completely like. the opposite of all these shows where you're watching yeah. and you're like oh my god like i was almost shocked being like oh my god this is a k drama i'm watching uh because yeah, because it's i know? think it's only netflix that's why the intimacy so level fast. is much yeah and it's much quicker right like even like they they even though they may trick you with a dream sequence and stuff but it's really like all really happens really quickly and you're like oh my god wow yeah. i wasn't prepared for this so i think uh, and we actually had a discussion about this on the group as well because i asked people saying how do you feel about this because for me i was like initially i was like oh my god wow 
and then I was like, oh, but I I kind of like this model as well. Like, I mean, I'm 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 not like averse to this thing. Oh, I only love the innocent hand holding or whatever. But I yeah. feel like a lot of people did love that build up, the slow build up, and that you know that that tension of oh, when is this person going to actually hold someone's hand or kiss or um, that innocence, that first love kind of you know feeling, even though they're in their thirties, which I mean, you know, you don't normally see. Like you see that in like high school dramas and stuff like that in uh, in other yeah. genres or English content, but you never see it like in like with thirty year old people being like, "Oh my god!" Like he touched my hand. Like that's never like <laughs> you know a, a a thing that you're like, "Oh wow!" Um, in English content, especially, right? You're just like, yeah. "Okay, this is so crazy." So I think um, that balance also sometimes makes people enjoy it because it's a break from what you regularly see. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see now how things pan out because the newer shows are obviously more progressive and forward and yeah. current, while the older shows are obviously still not. But there's just so much to watch, you know. Like it's crazy. Like even forget the newer shows. There's so many shows that we've missed out on when you start watching now. That yeah. you're like I'm watching like shows from like the like early 2000s also right now. So it's like, uh, and you know it's dated, but. You, it's still so beautiful that you don't want to not watch it. Actually, one of the interesting things, what which I find about them is they're still very urban. I mean, if you're not going in that mytho and the mm. fantasy uh, zone, right? They're still very urban, so they kind of make you relatable. The the issues are relatable. Yeah. The characters are put in situations which yeah. are very relatable. Maybe yeah. maybe early two thousand. What you're watching is something that's happening to us now in India. Yeah, I mean. I think also because of the similarities, you don't see such a stark difference in in, in uh, you know culture. Because like obviously, when you compare American content to Indian content, there's a big difference in the level of. I mean, now of course not, because with OTT platforms, even Indian content is pretty progressive. But I mean, in the sense of as culturally forward or not, uh, when you watch the shows, they seem like we seem like we're you know the same but different. Like there's there's just a, that fine line um so i think yeah that it's not as stark as it used to be right like when you look at content like it feels like yeah. a much smaller world but i do feel that you know somewhere they've they've also they are much ahead of us because i mean because what their current society is so for example they have a lot of shows which are with the younger high school uh, you know targeting the high yeah. school audience and all yeah. of that so they have stories which are set up with gaming teams and gamers and you know esports yeah. teams and all and we are really really we're still a little far away from those uh, you know settings yeah. or those uh, setups i feel so yeah that way is there a little you know kind of far away but tell me something uh, which is very interesting so you, you know you earlier you mentioned that the entire korean thing has become like a culture for you right because you're you're getting influenced so many aspects of their culture right what is so you started with the shows first and then everything else followed for you whether it was the food or uh, anything else like fashion so for food, example i mean i think food is always and i i love food and when i travel food is always a big thing for me to try local food so obviously when yeah. i was in seoul I, i tried a lot of the local food and i loved it but it wasn't something i had thought i'd order take out like korean take out in bombay right like i mean that was not something i was doing before but like yeah. then i think this whole year you've had so many korean restaurants cloud kitchens yeah, all pop up yeah it's available now uh, yeah. yeah so the, or even ramyeon 
Korean content across the board has really, really yeah. peaked in the last one year. So whether it's K drama, it's Korean movies. Korean movies are winning Oscars for the last two years. Yeah. Just, like you know, yeah. you know, it's crazy uh, how they like. There's so much talk about Korean movies, and that gets you to watch more Korean movies because you obviously realize that oh, these are you know great. Let's see what else is out there. Uh, K-pop is K-pop. getting bigger and bigger. Are you are you following K-pop? Do you follow? Um, so I just follow a few. Um, I mean. Um, bands here and there, but honestly, all groups. I'm not really like someone who's really, really into um, K-pop as much. But I do love the soundtracks on K-drama, so I do obviously download those. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it sticks with you because they kind of uh, use like you know the same track through the drama, and then when you're yeah. like you, you're humming it by the end of the drama, and you're like, okay, I want this song. Um, yeah. So I do love that aspect of it. So I think that has all obviously. Channel this, you know, uh, this progress to like happen so quickly. Whereas last year we were, as I said, like you know, you thought of one single Korean product, and now today you're getting like twenty, like right here at your doorstep. Yeah. So I think uh, all these factors have contributed to this, and it's become really um, popular across the board. So whether yeah. it's food, whether it's you know, everybody like the fashion. Um, Makeup. Everybody is like, yeah, makeup, K beauty. Um, so I think, and also dramas are very uh, ad heavy, right? Like, so they all have plugs yeah. in dramas. So you see a lot of product integrations, which um, you end up wanting to buy. Like, in fact, this was one of my uh, conversations and posts from yesterday on the group, uh, saying that I noticed um, one of the lead characters was supposed to be a poor student. She's got like all the three Dyson hair tools, which uh, <laughs> I mean. It was a bit unrealistic if you know Dyson and you yeah. know that it's it. amongst the. Like, I was like, wow, she is doing well for a poor student who is like, you know, just putting one click with one and then the other one comes out. And then we were discussing. I was like, you know, don't you feel like sometimes there's so many plugs that are so obvious in K dramas and everyone yeah. listed like obvious ones. Um, and they're like, yeah, this, 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 this. So you see a lot of products, right, that you want to buy. So ramyun for one is something you see a lot in K dramas, and it makes yeah. you want to eat it. Yeah, which was how my obsession started. And I also learned how to make ramyun the Korean way through K dramas. So I never had to look at a recipe. It was literally like you see them, ha. They crack the egg. Oh, they put sausages in. Oh, they do like. And I was like, oh, kimchi and ramyun is good together. Let me buy kimchi also. So it's like. You know, you're looking at this. It's like, which I've never done, right? Like, I've never got a yeah. recipe off a off a show. Uh, in in the sense of watching, it looks beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with food, especially. So, it looks I beautiful. With, the hot pots, with, yeah, or the barbecue. You know, like I also had yeah. a Korean barbecue this year, which I like. I wouldn't have thought I would be having here. So I think it's all about uh, because you see so much of it that you become like. More curious, and you're like, "Oh, I want to try this. I want to get this," and then you start liking it, and uh, it becomes a part of you know uh, of of your life, which maybe a totally different culture, but then becomes like similar to what um, you feel or or see, you know. So I think it's only because we've become so obsessive and familiar um, 
currently that everyone is like you know on this um like craze to be like okay i want to try this i want to do this i want to do that um and it really feels amazing to be in that space because i don't think we've ever been that way with any other you know culture or country like even i think um in general i don't think anyone has taken such a keen interest in um the cultural angle to you know any other yeah, um, and so many aspects of that culture yeah, it's not yeah. just food or fashion and all of that it's yeah. also like you know uh the way they live their life and stuff yeah. like that so i think everything has kind of contributed to uh the success of you know uh the hallyu wave in the country mm-hmm. and across the globe but it's also i think just it speaks your interest like even if you watch one k drama anyone watches one k drama guarantee they will want five things from that k drama you know want to try korean food or want to get a packet of ramyeon or want to you know um the say, oh, face mask yeah the face mask so uh, you know things like that which you like you feel like oh okay this is interesting so i think uh, it depends on the kind of drama you watch obviously but every drama i feel sucks you in we'll some way some you, you you know yeah. you get into something Yeah, but tell me, uh, Shadi, you've been like you know reviewing fashion beauty products since you started uh, putting up content or integrated them in your content, right? right. Uh, and uh, Korean beauty stuff is not something hmm. that just come. I mean, we realize this now, but it's been there. Yeah, uh, it's been there, for, but for a while, but, yeah. Yeah, it's for a while. I but I I just feel that in the last two years, because of you know maybe accessibility, also those beauty products have came. What are the right. kind of products that people are now wanting to use, and you get you know being asked about these Korean? I mean, I know face mask is one. I think uh, you know I've seen that rise of K beauty for sure. Being in the beauty industry, also I I remember I've been to Seoul twice. Um, I think what two years ago, and then the year before that. So three years ago when I went the first time. um there's this whole street called mindong which is like a whole beauty market which is just like k beauty like you know hundreds of stores and each store has like masks for everything like your face your eyes your fingers your hands your feet your butt there's a mask for everything and yeah. uh, you know all the other creams or serums or everything and the first time we went there we obviously just had a couple of hours because we had to catch our flight the same day and i was there for a, a, a sporting event not for beauty so there were, this was just like part of like oh we have to at least see one thing so let's go there because we literally there for like uh, a day and a half um so i said let's just go to the street and at least buy all the k beauty products and i remember because i knew i had half a day i was like let me do my research to see what i should buy and all you know prior to that which i wouldn't have done if i was going on a normal trip for 3 4 days but i was like thank god i've done this research because when i went there it was so overwhelming but there was so much uh, at that point and we didn't get those products in india like we do today right like cheap yeah. masks and all was not so like big like 3 years ago yeah uh, and i was like oh my god and they're like packs of like 20 and you're like okay bye for this one but i came back with so many sheet masks that because i was like oh my god like it was like literally everybody's like how many have you bought i was like this is i just bought everybody sheet masks because there was just no time for anything else and uh, that time i remember people were still very intrigued when i did a beauty haul with all this stuff saying this is what i had bought and this is stuff that i researched to buy because i didn't have a lot yeah. of time and i knew i wanted to just get stuff that i needed and um, versus two years ago when i went of course a lot of the products were already available here there was that yes. you know there was a lot more and uh, today now i mean i think you have every pretty much i think very few k beauty brands that are not available in india still i think everything is available yeah. um 
either on boutique stores that do Korean products or on your big, you know, e-commerce platforms. Mm. So I think uh, it's definitely become uh, a very normal part of the whole beauty space to have K-beauty. And I think um, there's some things that they just do so well, like sheet masks and, you know, what, uh, serums. What is it that, that is that different? Are. Like, why is the, the beauty, why are the beauty products so different from, say, what you, what we are making here in India or maybe even the French products? What, what is it? I think that's it so used to be, uh, as, if I'm not wrong, it was one of the beauty capitals of the world and uh, they were always known for their skincare regimes um, and um, that is how K-beauty kind of became popular because everybody said they have Korean glass-like skin and beautiful skin and what is their routine. And then uh, that kind of took off into obviously brands and products, which then became internationally marketable. And uh, everybody then said, okay, let me try this. See, also, I think um, what I find with K-beauty products is the ease of using them. I f- I've never felt that there's uh, something that is, you know, so complicated to use, uh, which I, as someone who's, I'm very like, okay, I use two things and I put them and I'm done. I don't like to do like a lot of stuff. Even though the Koreans layer and they have a lot of products, but I feel like everything is very easy, right? Like you use a sheet mask, you use that sheet mask, anyone can use it. You don't need a guide to use it or it's not that hard. Um, Or everything else that they have in terms of products is very like, okay, this is the serum, this is the this. Um, And of course, if you know what your um, skincare skin is like, there are great products, obviously, across the board here or there, everywhere. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. you know, obvious. But I think with them, in terms of the, the kind of products and the scale that they've produced them at, uh, obviously, they've become one of the beauty capitals of the world because it's just there's so much. Like, honestly, as I said, if you walk down that street, it's pretty much like it's nicknamed, I think, the beauty street of Korea. Um, there is so much like you could spend four days and you know you would still not finish it like it's you'll just feel, like you'll this. feel poor <laughs> you'll feel very poor eh? <laughs> and uh, there's just so much you know because also what serum do you want like how do you know which brand to buy right like unless yeah. you've done your research unless you've, you're aware about K-beauty products and stuff like that mm-hmm. or brands uh, like for me I remember I discovered Cosarex on the first trip that I went when I bought something from Cosarex and never knew about it um, and like when I came back and I obviously loved the product, I went online to see and I was like, oh, this is a big brand, whatever. Then, but we didn't get it in India uh, at, at, at that point. And um, then now two years down the line, we don't get it here. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see that, you know, shift also, um, which is happening across the board where I think um, everything like Korean snacks are available here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's reached like, you know, banana milk in the carton that you see in the K-drama you can get here. So yeah. the trickle down effect for me is what I I am amazed by because I've literally seen that from three years ago to, to today um, that you know the sharp shift in how accessible things have become um, is amazing. Like I mean I I can't like it, I'm absolutely baffled at at how we have so much stuff that's available here now. Yeah, it it's interesting. You know, for me, uh, one of the uh, one of the things of the influence of this has been the entire Korean entertainment industry because of the content and because of uh, K-pop. So I discovered K-pop because of Korean content, right? right? And then I obviously, being the business person and being the <laughs> agent that I am, I started reading more about how these these young kids are becoming like such global yeah. brands, right? And I figured that this is like they literally start 
training and, and like preparing as teenagers at, yeah like 11 and 12 they are put into yeah, those schools yeah, to become yeah, you know yeah. what we call today yeah. pink or uh, you know any of these groups that are this yeah. so so for, for me i think it's 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 a big big influence to how we are also going to be doing business in the future and coming you know in the coming few years uh, right so i think obviously that's a, there's also a, a lot of people say there is this really dark side to the whole uh, the, you know uh, yeah. the whole in entertainment industry in general in terms of uh, as you said like the kpop group start training as young as like 9 10 sometimes uh, whereas uh, even with um, kid with the dramas with the actors they have really watertight uh, like contracts or if you see even their personal lives they never allowed to really talk about their personal lives and uh, it's it's a very stark difference to the other celebrities that you will see um, across the globe uh, they are very private with their personal lives uh, because they they their fans don't appreciate it uh, and you know their agents will uh, clamp down on them posting they very uh, very emotional uh. yeah so i think there is obviously um, a tone a con to everything obviously and uh, i think you you we don't see that side because we choose not to which is why i don't but even when i watch I think the Blackpink documentary on Netflix, yeah. which is when I was yeah. introduced to them. I didn't really know of their music before. I'd only heard of BTS, and I said, "Oh, this looks interesting." And then uh, I was amazed to see that wow, someone has gone from Australia to Korea, moved there, you know, and at such a young age, and like trained themselves to get to where they are and things like that. Which I was like, for us, without knowing, of, without knowing that you'll actually yeah, get there, or you'll not. make it. And yeah. of course, the ones who make it are a really small percentage similar to what we see in bollywood here right yeah, like you see yeah. thousands of people have dreams to become bollywood stars but stars. a very small group actually make it but the difference is i think we don't have the kind of training and the kind of uh, time that these guys give to it which is what yeah. uh, i think a lot of people are saying is it's so so rigorous that you dedicate like maybe 10 years of your life and then you may not make it um, yeah. but i think that also the investment but i think that also contributes to their success which is why they're all such amazing singers dancers you know like even yeah. with, uh, the actors in k drama you see they are uh, you know they're they're great with action they're great with romance they're great with um, all kinds of like horse riding stunts because they've obviously trained in all this to to get to that point where in any drama when it's required um you know so they they have to put in the time and effort to hone their skill to 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 play those characters so it is actually uh, th- that is actually part of the whole acting process as well and with yeah. kpop as, as well it's not just about singing it's about performing it's about how you dress it's about you know the whole like package are you carry so think, yeah yeah so i think um, obviously that training is what gets them to that level right like i mean you see bts is the biggest world, like followed in the world records. yeah yeah uh, that nobody has and that's because they're all amazing right and you want you yeah. you know you listen to them you see them dance and i'm like wow there's not a flaw you can like like now when they were walking for the lv show i was like wow they look amazing even as models like you know like there was not like a minute where i was like oh my god like these people are not models they are like singers or you know performers they performers. look amazing so i think that um the training that they do i think really takes them to the next level of being such amazing performers that they are across the board whether it's acting singing whatever they do they put their heart and soul into it so when you really see them uh there's 
you can't compare it to other couples because they're at another level. You know, I feel it's all part of the package because if you, I mean, whenever you see a group, what what intrigues me more is I have never heard or read. Uh, I mean, of course, online any news that okay, there's a issue in the personal chemistry. There's an issue between two people in the group. Never, right. like you'll never hear this from a BTS or from Black, uh, you know, uh, Pink or any of these newer groups that they've launched and all of that because their information is so so controlled. Uh, I don't know how do they manage yeah. to do that, but. Uh, hats no, off but it's also, I think years of being together, right? Like, I mean, I think because they live together, as they said, yeah. right? Like, I think yeah. even in the Blackpink documentary, they talk about how they live together and they are made to live as a group so that they don't fight and so that they they get along and they know each other and they find their rhythm together. Um, yeah. Which I think is so important because you don't see that, right? Like, otherwise, you feel like, oh yeah, I just met this person and I'm I'm putting a group with them, but they uh. I, and from watching their documentary, I realized that they do a different mix, right? They said they try different people with different people in the school constantly until they kind of find the right match. The and right then that match. group is launched as a group. And I was like, wow, that is just heartbreaking for the ones that don't make it. But for the ones that have made it, they've obviously really matched them to the, the to the last T um, yeah. to see why this group of four, five, seven, whatever is the right group, you know, together. So I think... Um, that obviously um, makes a difference. And as you said, it's very controlled. I mean, so you will not see um, even uh, like most of the uh, Korean actors are not on social media. Um, most of them, if they are, their management manages their social media. They're, it's very it's controlled. Very controlled. Yeah. It's not like everyday posting um, or their personal lives are not really out there. Uh, you will not see people talking about them dating. They will only come out when they're like getting married or it's a serious uh, situation um, so I think those kind of things um, it's a very different world in that aspect because yeah. I think we are used to a more uh, you know um, uncontrolled press and more uh, just like you know used to uh, more media trials. And rumors <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so I think that difference definitely uh, is there but I that think also makes them very very professional and be able to do this at such a scale yeah, but also I think for us, you know, as people not living in the country, you don't really hear of it as much, right? Unless you deep dive online, right? So now, yeah. if you're, for example, you're a K-pop fan, you're listening to their music, you're loving their music, you're not really interested in what the tea is. Uh, or if you're, uh, you know, someone who loves K-dramas and you're watching a lot of K-dramas, you're not really deep diving into like online into the- gossip about people or whatever. Uh, unless you like obsessed with that one, um, you know, character or actor and you're like, okay, let me see what their life is about and whatever. But that's it. You'll do that one round of Googling and then you move on to the next drama. Uh, but I guess when you're living in the country, obviously it's more current because it's part of your news. It's part of, it's like how we see our actors here in the news or our singers here on the news. So I think um, that aspect doesn't really affect a lot of the global fans because they don't anyways, you know, see a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is more controlled for sure. I, I mean, it's tell, it's very, you can tell. Tell me, I mean, going back to the K drama, I think one of one question that intrigues me, and I've always thought about it, that why do I like this more, uh, is something that a lot of people say that because most of the characters are rich, they are alpha men, 
you know and either and women are actually shown in two light either they're shown to be very very strong characters and men are very reciprocative to them uh mm-hmm. and they accommodate or whatever they give give them equal respect or it's the other way around where the woman is shown to be like the you know the not so strong one and the man really kind of makes her strong or whatever do you think that's right. the reason we we like a lot of these dramas and we go back I to mean, being for me so regressive i mean if i have to put it that way right. no so i do see a lot of the regressive sides of it uh, but yeah. i feel like you're far more forgiving because it just looks aesthetically pleasing i mean yeah. when you you're watching it you're not like oh my god like you know but like i've said this to myself many times when i'm watching this thing if this was an indian show i would be like this is so cringe uh, yeah. in my head but i'm here i'm like ha 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 because it's like korean or uh, even with the comedy for example sometimes you know uh, like a lot of the comedy in like your regular uh, you know shows is a little over the top which if you saw um, it, it, which we watch here we'd be rolling our eyes but there we are like happily giggling away because i'm like oh it's key drama it's funny um so i think there is a bias obviously which i've noticed in myself also and i've said that to myself many times saying oh you know like your you 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 know letting this go because it's key drama um also i think the reason i love the the actors is because they have two sides like in any k drama you see the male lead can also be very vulnerable as well yeah. as really like alpha which i love like i love that they show both sides and they like they're crying and they're as emotional yeah. as the women yeah. which is what i love um because you don't see that often you know like you don't see that that this guy is so vulnerable when it comes to love but he's also like so like oh my god i'll fight the world and i'll be like you know i'm like part of the army and this that and the other um but at the end of the day he'll still be okay to be like crying and like hugging this girl and you know being like oh my god when will i see you next which i i love that side of of um the the male the portrayal. portrayal which is really yeah. really to me stands out as compared to anything else we watch um the reason i think um i i wouldn't that's what attracts me to k drama mainly those kind of plots in the love story everything else honestly i feel for me personally is easy to ignore or let go of because it's not at the end of the day my culture or not my space right like i feel like okay yeah i'm watching something else so as we say when you look at things that are regressive um it's easy to distance yourself selectively because you know that at the end of the day that is not where you are so i think uh it's it's very selective and there's a bit of a bias there when you're watching as well is what i've realized um that sometimes i'm like okay this is really unrealistic but i'll let it go because it's a k drama whereas if it were you know um something else i'd be like oh this is so unrealistic like this is not going to happen you know so um i think it's it is in that space of once you're in you realize as i said you when you realize this part fantasy part whatever reality Uh, you take what you like and what you don't like you just ignore because you're just like okay you know uh, i don't want to ruin this perfect little world of mine because it is perfect and and that's not the reality so let me just live in it let me on that note since you said it perfect so you know like i was telling you i always found it intriguing that you know why do i like it so much yes i like because there's a lot of romance and i think in in that era of so much of dark content doing so well across the world right i go back to watching romance because i feel it's oh ladida and right. nice and all of that and korean drama kind of gave you that 
you know, I started reading a lot of what people, why people are enjoying, right? Uh, so I actually read a very, uh, I, I just, I'm just going to read out a small Reddit, which I read okay. somewhere. Uh, uh, somebody wrote, this was about a show called, uh, you know, My Mister. Uh, and okay. this person writes, my mister is like a comforting hug when life feels dull, painful and hopeless. It's a masterpiece. I've just finished the drama today. And can I just say this drama has given me so much of love and comfort through this tough, tough time. I didn't even feel depressing. It didn't even feel depressing to watch, to be honest. It felt like I'm watching people go through the harsh waves of life, just like I am. It felt so human. It made me feel okay. Wow. And I was like, okay, then. Like, I found this particular uh, right. know, thing very, very sweet. And probably the, the gist of why so many people are watching Korean dramas. Right. Plus, I do feel like definitely there's a connection. Like, I mean, I feel even on the group where we talk of a drama where, you know, I feel like sometimes I feel like I feel a certain way. And I put my opinion out there. And then everybody's like, oh my God, I felt exactly this. And I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. Everybody felt that. Um, so I do feel like there's a connection somewhere with uh, that Korean dramas have with people. And it's yeah. across the board, across all ages. You know, it's really weird. Like my mom got into K-drama because I kept talking about it. I never told her to watch a single K-drama. But then she started watching on her own. Yeah. And uh, and even now she keeps watching on her own and I'm watching on my own. Like there's no connection. I've never ever said watch this or watch that or whatever. And uh, she likes different kinds of shows. I like different kinds of shows. Yeah. But like she's happy in her own world watching it. I'm happy in my world watching it. So there's a connect for everybody. And yeah. um, it's interesting where we say romance, but there's so many amazing thrillers. There's so many, yeah. uh, like yeah. there's so many men on the group, right? Which I didn't think there were any men watching K-dramas. I was like, okay, who's going to watch this in- initially? Because I obviously only watch romance. But then I realized there's so many amazing period dramas. There's so many amazing yeah. thrillers, uh, you know, so many action dramas. And uh, I think it's just the way they are made, the way they are packaged, everything. Um, that human connection is very strong as this person said you know you feel like you're with those people or you're rooting for them like you know you're not like oh my god I'm like like you're not like oh god I don't want this couple to be together I want the guy you're actually rooting for them you know like you're not like jealous for them you're like oh my god my god come on hold hands come on hold hands come on hold hands you know like it's like that build up so I feel like that connection of you start like you know, seeing those characters as as that familiar familiar feeling that you get when you watch a K drama is very different to any other content. So I think when you start a drama, the first two three episodes are really important because those are the ones that kind of suck you in, yeah. and then you're so invested. Um, like I know whenever I start a new drama, like the first episode, I'm very distant and very like, okay, let's see what this is about. Who are these people? What's going on? But by episode three, you're already so invested in their lives that you're like, oh my God, like, you know, like what's happening? I'm on first name basis with these people now and I want to know every detail of their life. So that's a really interesting, um, I think, quality that they have. And uh, obviously it's the filmmaking that's so good um, that sucks you into that deep level of connection where you're like, okay, you know, I want to know more about this character or this person. Um, and they do everything so well so like even when the mystery around the character is so amazing that you're like constantly thinking uh, you know about their life or what's going on or um, you know like so I think 
in general um whatever genre of drama you watch there's that connection which is really really important which i think most people have seen see i think you know to to kind of sum it all uh, k dramas was are doing what <laughs> i think 25 years back uh, dilwale ddlg did, did to an entire generation and kuch kuch hota hai and ddlg like these two three movies i think they are kind of bringing the same effect to us and we kind of waiting for more of that content and i hope we kind of and even have- with those movies honestly you know we never dug so deep into the, uh, the because they are own the cultures culture. no they are own no, cultures even the characters i mean like in k drama you get so invested in a particular character thing Mm. their traits their personality the way they talk the things they say their catchphrases yeah. uh which i feel you know it just goes much deeper like that's yeah. why i feel yeah. that's why people feel so connected because it's a notch higher than everything else you know where yeah, you're so there's, invested there's so much of writing involved i mean with films it's it's also whatever it's so long right like 21 yeah. episodes on an average each episode is about an hour i mean that's a lot in terms of like you know like imagine if you're looking like each episode is like watching a movie i mean yeah. in general yeah. you know some of in them general. are even over an hour and yeah. uh, so it just feels like obviously that happens you know even if you watch one episode a day it's taking you 20 days so you're so invested it's like watching 20 movies so yeah. that yeah. connection is so deep uh, whereas with shorter form content obviously you you know you zone out you watch something you watch something else uh you you just watch this like two Because episodes the characters in the last year i think there's so many current dramas that are yeah. coming out like at one time that you're like oh my god okay let me like you know watch this let me watch this let me and then you're trying to also catch up on the last 20 years that you've missed so it's <laughs> like oh my god okay when when is this going to end <laughs> amazing This is so amazing. This I, I have to tell you this is like the most uh, different episode I have ever shot, uh, you know, and we've done over 20 25 uh, episodes because most of the episodes, you know, we we meet men and women where we're discussing over how what do we learn from them and I, I genuinely wanted to keep this Korean content because I thought that this is this is what the world is watching and yeah. I, nobody better than to talk to you than this uh so i hope <laughs> i we are able to give you a lot more on the anybody who's watching this sherry is like a directory of korean insights so anybody who's <laughs> wanting to my one year diploma has really gone a long way clearly Uh, Korean Korean brands please come here's here's one woman who has all the insights on what india is watching <laughs> anyways that was that was so much fun sherry thank you so much for talking thank to me thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure having you if you've enjoyed listening to this episode then do follow me on social media for more updates and short format content you can search me by the name anshu patni singhi on instagram and on twitter If you have suggestions please write to me or message me on Instagram and Twitter I'll be back the next week